verse 39 through chapter 7, verse 10. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. What good is it for one blind person to lead another? The first one will fall into a ditch and pull the other down also. A student is not greater than the teacher, but the student who works hard will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, Friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log from your own eye, then perhaps you'll see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by the kind of fruit it produces. Figs never grow on thorn bushes or grapes on bramble bushes. A good person produces good deeds from a good heart, and an evil person produces evil deeds from an evil heart. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. So why do you call me Lord when you won't obey me? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then obeys me. It is like a person who builds a house on a strong foundation laid upon the underlying rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who listens and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will crumble into a heap of ruins. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he went back to Capernaum. Now the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish leaders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to come with them and help the man. If anyone deserves your help, it is he, they said, for he loves the Jews and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, Go, and they go, or Come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, Do this or that, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. But there's a heartbeat here, and that what we would awaken to, just to sort of peer a little bit down the road as to where we're going tonight, that we would awaken to this idea that it's, it's good to trade something small for something huge to the grand story that's going on all around us in this very moment. We wouldn't awaken, A, to Jesus, to the face of the living Son of God, not to somebody we've read about or heard about at church or sat around a Bible study and talked about, but that we would awaken to the face 
of the Son of the living God, and we would see him and touch him and be touched by him and know in that moment, in that exchange and in that interaction that he is better than everything in the whole world, that he is the very best thing that there is. And once we see that, it makes it easy for us to unlock that process of trading in something little for something big. I cannot wake you up, but Jesus can wake you up. And your hope in these days is that he will wake you up. And maybe you are wide awake, and I know a lot of you came here through the door wide awake spiritually, totally tuned into what God is doing. But maybe your best prayer here starting tonight is, Jesus, wake me up. Oh, not physically. Lord willing, but let's just all decide that we're going to trade in everything less than Jesus and just die to every worldly thing and every lesser thing and every puny little thing and every tiny little vision. Let's just all decide that we're all going to die to whatever this world tells us we're supposed to be and have to have and have to do and how we have to live. Let's just all decide together, hey, let's just all die to the little thing. So that we can take a shot at living for something that's huge. Anybody here got anything behind a stone that's rotting? Jesus is not offended by your humanity. He's not going to pass the job of waking you up onto somebody else. He's put, not putting one of those H1N1 masks on either. He's just saying move the stone. Move whatever it is that makes you think that God can't do it. Move the doubt. Move the sense that I've tried and it, and it didn't work. Move the sense that I've been like this for a long time. Move the sense that you don't really get what I'm going through. Move the sense of, yeah, it could probably happen for 21,500 people, but it's not going to happen for me. Move that out of the way. It's not enough that he doesn't mind your odor, and it's not enough that he's powerful enough to say in a few words, wake up. Wake up to healing, wake up to cleansing, wake up to freedom, wake up to understanding who you are and how amazing you are in the eyes of God. The point being that when you get a wake up call, you celebrate the one who woke you up. And you don't celebrate him by sending him a text which says, thanks a lot, bro. You celebrate him by inviting him into your space and calling all your friends around and saying, him, him. So could your friends come to know Christ without you going through the fire? Absolutely. Could Jesus become famous on your campus without you going through the fire? Absolutely. But it's likely that he's going to become more famous on your campus if you do go through the fire because somehow going through the fire and coming out the other side, believing in God, being restored by God, being upheld by God, being kept by God through it all says to the world more than anything we can imagine when we don't go through the fire and he becomes more famous in that moment 
than in the normal moments where we're just existing like everybody else in the world and rocking along with our happy little Christian world. There's a giant story going on about a God of all creation and a God of love and a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God who redeems and saves. I'm awake because of you. I'm alive because of you. Everything I've got, I'm willing to trade in. All this world is offering me for a chance, just a chance, to clap for you with my life.